0: This is the Mouths of the South podcast. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. The official Dirty South soccer podcast. Do you
1: understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: Talking all things Atlanta United FC.
2: Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man.
0: We are the
2: Mouths
3: of the South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say.
0: What's up, Atlanta? This is the Miles and South Podcast, brought to you by Dirty South Soccer in the Palatial Six Eighty The Fan Studios. I am Eric Quintana. Josh Bagrynski next to me. Sam Franco in front of me. First time in a while that all three of us have been in the room. The gang and is back, doing it behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Today. Behind closed doors.
3: Eric, we have to ambush you because Josh and I planned this out uh, without telling you. So, how was your vacation? First of
0: all, uh, it was fantastic. I kind of disconnected myself from everything, so if you haven't seen me tweeting like a week and a half. I was going to say, like
3: you, you were off the grid. I was,
0: I, I got, I mean, I, like I got on every now and then, so I posted some stuff on Instagram, but for the most part, I just try to kind of push myself
2: away from right. everything. because you were hammered the whole time, right? Yeah, let's be serious. <laughs> uh, the main thing I heard for, well, was was there was some rum involved in your, you were at the beach, right? There was, so, uh, was so yeah, so
0: Pensacola from Monday through Friday. Let's go
2: through the drinking, okay, because this is, this is <laughs> okay, so what was the, the most... Drunk, you got there? That was Saturday night. It was okay. a lot of rum and coke. First of all, is Eric, you know, oh, yeah. we, we've hung out a few times. A little Cuba Libre action I, we, we haven't going. Hung, I don't know what it was. We haven't hung out we haven't, no, hung out. we haven't hung out when you were, you know, like a, a bunch of drinks deep sure. before. What is, what is what is what is drunk Eric like? I don't know. I'm stupid. So the same as. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he handles his <laughs> liquor well. <laughs> my uh, my decision making
0: clearly is poor and uh, I, uh, I, I say things that I clearly regret and I, I might be a little louder than normal and. Wow, uh, I'll, <laughs> that is super loud. That
3: sounds like every. I'll be
0: very <laughs> ambitious with the things that I try, that I attempt. Whether it's dancing, hitting on a girl, uh, making, doing some like courageous sure. act of of nonsense. Yeah,
2: liquid courage. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. I'll I'll be a little. Do you when you go to the beach? Do you switch up what you drink at all? You mentioned the rum. I'm so, not strike me as a routine. No, no, no. Rum. This guy. was
0: specific to the wedding itself. Basically, if we weren't having beer, which I like, I I don't mind drinking beer, but yeah. this is a very Heavy beer, and it was a very heavy dinner. So I kind of wanted to keep it not that rum is all that light, well, but you switch up to, to lighter. Liquor, and it helps yeah. You, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, drink more, sure. yeah. Sure. Um, and it gets you drunk faster. And efficiency. Life is about sure, efficiency. Exactly. Yeah. So the wedding was Saturday night, and that was a was lot of a rum and coke because that's like the only liquor they had. They had that, and then huh. red, wi- red wine, white wine, and then uh, like a local beer
2: from a brewery. Oh, one of it. those weddings with only one liquor selection. Terrible. Shame I, on them. I didn't mind. I didn't but mind. Hey, a lot Open of bar. nowadays
3: just do beer and wine. So Shame on them. A Open
2: bar, bar, I was like, cool. If I, you only had <laughs> beer and wine at your wedding, your marriage will not last.
3: Dang, Josh. Golly. that is That's
2: harsh. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I've been to like five weddings recently that were just beer and wine, too. <laughs> so you spend money on my free alcohol. <laughs> <I> no, <know>, but <laughs> at, at the beach itself. Five
0: uh, Monday to Friday, I was at Pen- in Pen- Pensacola. Then I met mm-hmm. up with my family on a, uh, Friday at a different area, be it be in Destin. But Monday through Friday was Mexican beer. What are we talking here? Coronas. mm mm-hmm. Modellos. Mm-hmm. Tecate. Tecate. Oh, yeah. Mexican beer. Dos Equis. Unfortunately, Dos Equis, unfortunately, first two days were perfect. Every other day I was there, it rained heavily. Oh, the weather was bad. Ve- oh, it yeah, was, that's it true. Was, I heard it. It was yeah. great the first two days. Mm-hmm. Every other day after that was crap. Did so, you go to
3: the Air and Space Museum down there; it's pretty nice. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just I, it was bed
0: beach, bed beach, bed beach. I went out to dinner once. I didn't really want to do anything else. After that. I went by oh, myself so? Monday through Friday. I went by myself, so oh, man. that was that was nice. So you were just going out and getting I, drunk by yourself? I at the
3: well, beach. Yeah, yeah, sure. There, but you knew people at the wedding that were there too.
0: At the wedding, yeah, sure. Oh, Friday okay. through Saturday, Friday through Sunday, and I was hanging out with people I knew. But Monday through Friday, you were in Destin. I was in Pensacola. Okay, got hanging out by myself. Got gotcha. you. A little further Coca-Cola up the old, Hanging uh, out by himself. Here, yeah. gotcha. Pensacola. I'll go back. You have super cheap Airbnb. I got the room. Shared the room. First time I've done that. That was an experience. Because oh yeah, how was
3: that? It was
0: perfectly fine. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would totally do it again with this specific uh, the the people that lived in this house. <laughs> yeah. Because they, I, I obviously know who they are. It was a little scary at first because I'm walking into a stranger's house and I'm going to be in a room while they're you know sleeping right. under the same roof and. They have no idea what I'm capable of. I have no idea what they're capable of. So it's this weird tension for like the first night. But, uh, you know, once you break the ice and get to know them a little bit, you know, it makes it easier. You're Anx- less, you're less on, you're less anxious. Mm-hmm. But I would say that first night I was a little, I was like, you this, is, edge a little this, bit? Is, this is weird. I'm not going to lie. Like going over <laughs> to someone's yeah. house that you don't know, that's, that's a little weird. Well, we missed you, man. Let's not do Glad it in Orlando. Back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just know Orlando because we'll get we'll get yeah. you know bamboozled by someone uh, Airbnb welcoming an Atlanta United fan, and then first night we're there, we've got
3: it ends up like silly Saul. string all over our no, face. No, even worse, you end up in like a saw like oh, yeah. remake. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> but that was my trip, so that was that was fun. I haven't done that in like ten years, so.
2: Nice. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. And I'm, uh, uh, plan to do it welcome, again. Welcome back to the uh, the real world to uh, Atlanta United Twitter. And uh, first day back at my job, I was like,
0: I want to go back.
3: No, no.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> which all I'm sure it.
0: is how everyone ge- how everyone feels when they get back from vacation. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, nice to get back to uh, Twitter. Nice to get back to the Atlanta United talk. I didn't really love what I saw today out of both the U.S. Women's National Team and and uh, what happened with the Charleston Battery. Uh, let's dive into the Charleston Battery first. Yeah. The, debacle yeah. mm-hmm. the, the, the debacle that was, U.S. Open Cup, the debacle that I don't want to blame, specifically Charleston Battery, although they are partly to blame here, but um, looking at what happened last night, uh, they, they, <laughs> United arrives at, uh, in Charleston, and they are prepping to play, 7 o'clock, 7.30, they are warming up, all of a sudden, game postponed, eventually game canceled, it has now been moved to uh, Fifth Third Bank, Kennesaw State University Stadium, Uh, or the stadium at Kennesaw State, and be played tomorrow, 7 o'clock, ESPN Plus? Or 7.30? 7. 7 o'clock. Behind closed doors, which is why we make the joke about being behind closed doors today. Behind closed doors, specifically mentioning the fact that they don't have enough time to get security and and, uh, staff uh, the facilities there at uh, Fifth Third Bank in order to invite the fans to attend. I will say sucks for Charleston. I, I will say you probably should
2: have had your affairs a, a little bit more organized, knowing that Sound this like could have been a possibility. I, it's interesting. I mean, you kind of would wonder what's going on behind closed doors. Charleston did, in their statement today, say that they had found uh, a place to play, but it was deemed unsuitable
3: uh, by 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 U.S. Soccer. Honestly, more probably because the
0: same reasons. Well, yeah, the weather yeah. in the
3: area, like. It's not just going to affect one stadium. There. Mm-hmm. MUSC Bank Stadium, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: And who knows what location Blackwell. they finally settled on? It, it, it this makes more sense. But oh, I, did you see the name the the, uh, the different list of of uh, did you a? You say MUSC Bank? It's MUSC Health.
0: MUSC Health. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, but there was a list of like uh, different schools. I think I think Carle,
2: uh, College of Charleston was, was one the big of them. one they were going after, far- and it. they said thanks but no thanks. We take care of our. You know, we take care of our pitch best we can. And when it rains in Charleston, it rains hard, as uh, we were talking about on the radio show yeah. earlier. So, But, you know, what's interesting to me about the whole thing is, I, I mean, why, why on earth? I mean, we were here reading the tweets coming from the press box from Doug Roberson, Christopher Meister up there uh, it, it covering the match. And we heard it at 7 o'clock, the, the pitch does not look good. Yeah, This does not, I mean, I, and Charleston continued to try to force the game through until the last second. So, real quick,
0: um, they thanked the College of Charleston, Wando High School, uh, uh, yeah. South Carolina United Bantams, Greenville Wait, Triumph. I think that's PDL, the Bantams. Yeah, Greenville Triumph, Triumph SC. Um, and PSL. I assume that those are four different soccering entities yeah. in one way or the other, whether it's just their field or whatever. And I imagine that those are the four people they called, and none of them could work it out. They yeah. also thank Savannah Sports Council. This is an official uh, and the release from the battery. statement from the battery mm-hmm. about the rescheduling
2: and then USL for, I guess, helping out. Did you guys sense, I mean, kind of reading through their press release, and it, it, that there was maybe some tension between the two sides? What, what oh, I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if this yeah. absolutely kills any. I thought any- it was interesting that Land United is up and left. This morning, Wednesday yeah. morning, which 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 good on them because you, Charleston was trying to force this game and it was clear the pitch was not going to be in much better condition today than it was last night and and Atlanta United just said we're out of here you know you haven't given us a feasible alternative it's past I think what's what a twelve hours that they have the rule says to find a new facility I think it was
0: 24 hours was they had
2: to, 24 hours I don't know they don't had till the noon today was the initial deadline yeah. that was that was that was that was given out so and good on Atlanta United saying look we're we're not going to deal with this we're going home you haven't provided a suitable place to play and at the same time you brought this up on the radio show Eric that several USL players came out and said if this was our team in Charleston we would have been forced to play the match which I think is a little indicative of that yes, Charleston was trying to force this match through because they had had I success was like, doing similar things. That's a USL things. problem, though, man. No, I To be fair, I don't know exactly
0: what the comment was. I just heard it. I think it was soccer down here that I heard them talk about a player mm-hmm. saying something
2: like that. I just want to make sure I give that person credit so that if I'm wrong,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I know that, I can throw it that, on that
2: has person. been floated around. no <laughs> oh, if this was a USL match, it would have been played. And certainly, I mean that. And
0: I do I don't, I don't. The Columbus Crew not, Atlanta it, match was
2: played. It's it, not that far
0: fetched to think that it. A field in that condition in USL that absolutely would have been played. So yeah. I, it's not that crazy to think that 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 United you know, could have played on that field had they not said anything. I'm with you. Good on them for actually pushing pushing the issue through, for them contacting US Soccer and and uh, and everyone involved with the US Open Cup and, and trying to get this move to a to a, a safer to a. I mean, you got Pity Martinez, who was going to be in the starting lineup. You've got Nagby, who was going to be in the starting lineup. You got Loranowitz in the starting lineup. If anything happens to them. Not mm-hmm. to mention Miles Robinson, Escobar, If anything happens to these players, you're talking about a major loss for for possibly a significant portion of the
3: yeah, season. Now that's devil's advocate, well, but especially with some of these like the goal, the or not cup, but Copa America coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to take that. And you would
2: just hate from a purely sporting perspective to go out of the US Open Cup to US competition playing on that monstrosity of a pitch. I mean, it's it's that, it's that
3: simple. I mean, so. there were giant guys. it looked like they had sand bunkers out there yeah, on the that's field. The it. That's the other part
2: of this is I think the general Ter- terribleness of Charleston's pitch makes gonna, it so. Well, when it does 10. rain, you're not talking about slick grass; you're talking about mud puddles all over the place. It's crazy to see how the quality of that facility has fallen over the last. What's well, been open probably 15 years. Well, it's or the so. first
3: ever soccer-specific least, stadium in the United States. It, it's it, it might be. Yeah, I, I mean, think it it is.
2: certainly in the Southeast, it was that was the Char- Charleston Battery at one point were kind of a pinnacle of soccer in the Southeast. So it's sad to see. Uh, kind of the state of affairs there uh, right now. And because the pitch is not properly taken care of, and it made it so there's nowhere we're going to be able to play this match at noon tomorrow, even if yeah. it stops raining, because there are literally puddles on the pitch because the grass isn't well enough taken care of.
3: First modern era stadium in the United States designed specifically wow. for soccer. There and it go. was a
2: fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they've got the pub I love in the there venue. And,
3: I love the
0: venue. It's yeah, great. Me too. Great. Me too. Um, Doug Robertson tweeting out throughout the day, maybe even last night, asking if, uh, well, he was being asked if the United players are soft. There was that whole angle behind this Charleston Battery fans obviously wanted this game to be held mm-hmm. in the in Charleston. They wanted to see their team play. Understandable. They, they obviously and can't honest
2: for you know yeah. for for now that we know that. And the and a big part of this, Eric, is the second round of the US Open Cup is next week, and this had to get done. Quick. And Charleston yeah. have a USL match against Tampa on the weekend, so it, there's a short time period you can fit this into.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. It, Charleston should have, or uh, the battery should have known this was a possibility. They should have had some kind of backup plan in place. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just, I can't speak highly enough. I, I love it when it, it always, it always looks bad to complain after the fact mm-hmm. for Atlanta United right. to go through mm-hmm. what they went through, make, making sure they were bothering U.S. Soccer. I'm sure this lights a, a match to the the relationship that uh, that that uh, the battery and Atlanta United had. I'm sure that this is pretty much the end of, of the happy, good feelings. Mm-hmm. Like there's a cordial that, relationship. That, that exactly. That I mean, they're yeah. still going to be fine. They're, they're, I'm sure they'll still, you well, know. Just
3: regionally, it makes sense for yeah. Atlanta to be in the Carolina Challenge Cup in the future, things like that. Although, if they're qualifying for the CONCACAF Champions League regularly, but then they're not going to have to worry about it. From
0: that. now on, there's yeah. probably going to be, whenever they're in the same room together, there's probably going to be like a, hmm.
3: <laughs> you jerks yeah.
0: making us move the game to
2: because we
3: had Kennesaw nowhere to play State University.
2: <laughs> Just so, because we had nowhere to play doesn't mean we should have to move the game, right?
0: I mean
3: I thought in your general direction.
2: For a while I, I I saw uh tweets
0: about there being a potential forfeit and I was like that that wouldn't be good for anyone. Because yeah. I want to see uh you know, we talked about the starting lineup and, and what we could potentially see uh tomorrow night, and if you're listening to this Thursday, obviously later today. Uh, But you're talking about getting to see Carlton Pereira again, uh, Romario Williams. Yeah, you get Mikey Ambrose on the left side uh, at left back. Um, You also get to see Pogba. Or you would have gotten to see these players had they played last night. But that doesn't look like it's good. Well, now being at home and not needing to to travel the more veteran guys – um, you could possibly make changes to the lineup. I kind of hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Maybe some lineups to the bench in case things get a little squirrely and, and you're down yeah, a goal that's and, what I think and, see and, in the second half. Yeah. But I mean, you were looking at, uh, uh, I like the lineup, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, the only, so, the only change I'd make is maybe someone in for Romario Williams because I don't really trust him out yeah, top I mean, in you this could, system. But
2: you could, I mean, like, and of course, there's the uh, international player limit in U.S. Open Cup as yeah, well, true. so it's a little dicier. But I think the eleven you trot out uh, back to front, you've got Alec, uh, Alec Cannonball, which is which is which is very interesting. Obviously, uh, as well, a backup, else it be
3: though local I mean,
2: guy. No, but if you go back right to front, anymore. you've got some talking right. points. Uh, so you've got him there, Mikey Ambrose starting on the left. I think is someone that we were really interested in seeing. He struggled with fitness. Can he fight for minutes with Breck Shea? And Carl- then oh, go go ahead. Eric. I was going to say Carlton's as as
0: you know on paper based off what what uh, yeah. the lineup that was uh, thrown out there. Um, Carlton was essentially being handed the reins to this attack. Yeah, he's going to start so underneath you, Mario Williams. Yeah, 10. you want you wanted to see how that kind of rolled out. You mm-hmm. have and, and Carlton really. There's no one. There's no one that you're going to really sub him out for, it looks like. You, maybe defensively, but in terms of an attacking presence there at the number 10, maybe you can switch right. different roles, yeah. different players. But he seemed to have been given kind of the reins of this attack at at that number 10 spot. He's got run Lorenzo around him. He's got uh, Martinez on his right. Pereira, we've seen what he can do on the left. So he's got a nice, stable group of players yeah. around him that he can play off of. It was going to be fun to potentially watch and, and to hopefully see him kind of. I don't want to say rejuvenate Resurrect his, his young career mm-hmm. But you know Show us something that, that proves that Either you belong on this team Or you're valuable To a different it's,
2: team It's a huge opportunity for him And we kind of talked about this On the radio show But I think one of the struggles Andrew Carlton has had Is that he's been given A lot of responsibility Playing the number 10 position For a team At United 2 team That is okay But you're not playing with the same 11 every week. And then we've played with Atlanta United in the U.S. Open Cup in the past. It's been more of a second team as well. So obviously it's easier as a playmaking type of player playing underneath the striker with a lot of attacking freedom. Obviously it's going to be easier to do your job if you have quality around you. And that's why there's such an opportunity for Andrew Carlton to not just play in that that kind of cam spot underneath Romario Williams, where he'll have freedom to do as he pleases in the attack, but also that you've got PT Martinez on your right, Pereira on your left, Romario Williams obviously a backup nine is not you know. It's not Joseph Martinez, but someone's played minutes at MLS level. And then more importantly, you have a really solid holding mid pairing in Lorentowitz and Nagby, who announces the starters behind you, who enable you to play creatively and not worry too much about defensive responsibility. So not only is it a chance for obviously Andrew Carlton to prove himself, but the players around him give him a better opportunity to do that. So hopefully, you know, when we watch this match tomorrow or tonight, uh, whenever you're listening to this, you will see Andrew Carlton start to form some relationships with those top players around him and and maybe make a statement for minutes
3: later down the line in league play as well. And I'll say this too about, you know, Carlton, I'll take it a step further. You said it was a big opportunity for him, huge opportunity. It's also there's a big risk here that if he doesn't perform well in this spot because mm-hmm. you know, he's he's been given kind of chance after chance after chance um in terms of the professionalism you talk about, the off-the-field stuff, and that's the reason why he hasn't really been able to break into the mm-hmm. team with any kind of regularity. Well, he's got that opportunity now. And, then you know, if you're a guy that is in the doghouse or maybe not viewed on the same level as some of your teammates and you get this opportunity and you don't do well with it, yeah. you know, he's, I would say that, look, he still has a very long career ahead sure. of him, hopefully. But in terms of opportunities to impress with Atlanta United – before they would make a move, he probably doesn't mm. have as many of those yeah. as, you know, a guy in his position and, would normally. And those opportunities are few and far between on a right.
2: team with as much attacking talent as Atlanta United. So I think, you know, if you read between the lines a little bit, you know, you kind of mention, Sam, uh, the, the, the the issue with his professionalism. And this is not us spitballing. Frank DeBoer said that. He did. Yeah. You know, that that's one of the things that he can work and improve on as he continues to develop as a professional. Um, this is Frank DeBoer saying, all right, go out, you know, despite all this other stuff, you know, with, 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 with the level of training or whatever he's frustrated with, the consistency with the twos, Here, here's, here's a golden opportunity for you against lower competition with a, a large portion of the starting 11 playing around you to prove what you can do. Absolutely. So, the, the, it, I think it's critical. I think if Andrew Carlton is playing important minutes later in the season and league play, this might be the match we look back on where, he's, where he really showed what he can do. The only issue I really had the starting 11 that they, they uh, that Frank DeVore kind of put out uh, before
0: the match, before what was supposed to be the match. And again, this could change, so I'm not expecting this to be exactly the same now that you, uh, you're playing at Kennesaw. Uh, Brendan Moore was backup goalkeeper, which well, I'm fine with. That's not a big deal. Michael Parker, Breck Shea, Rometty. Uh, Gordon Wilde, Justin Miram, and Brendan Vasquez. The only issue I really have is that there's no one. If you are down one late in the second half, or halfway through the second half, or um, at any point where you think uh, you need to bring someone off the bench to kind of either change a pace or kind of a, ga- a different kind of game changer or something like that, you don't really have one, Anyone coming off the bench? That's that. Mm-hmm. No Tito.
2: Uh, of Barco, course, you, again, you, you do run into the international player limit. Right, sure, yeah. I, and yeah, I get that. But I think we'll see some of those players dress coming back home. You don't have to ride the bus to and back from Charleston. So I think it, particularly maybe even Brad Guzan dresses as, as the backup For example, goalkeeper. I could see, see Gressel being on the mm-hmm. bench for this one, just as an example. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head. Maybe Tito. Yeah, I mean, maybe. you could see Tito. You could see a straight swap with with Joseph for Romario or, or or something like
3: that. My question is, maybe uh,
2: these players are on the bench and then they not necessarily start or even play minutes, but if they
0: are
3: needed, they're there. I want to mm-hmm. know what Frank de Boer. I mean, obviously, he comes from Europe, where there are many different competitions. You know, within a year, you know, even in the the, the Dutch league, you know, you've got the the normal Eredivisie, and then I'm sure they have a similar kind of cup competition mm-hmm. running through. Um, But I wonder how it feels about this competition, because it's not one where I don't think, like, if you look at it, like, for example, you look at, like, England, they have the FA Cup, or uh, Spain, they have the Copa del Rey. Those seem to be looked at in their respective countries with a lot more clout than the U.S. Mm -hmm. Open Cup is looked at. So yeah. I wonder what like Frank Deboer kind of well, I, mean, I, I know you know he knows that it's part of the, the schedule but, but you, at the same time
2: I think you know the US Open Cup from a perspective of how is it viewed from the outside certainly it's not as important as other domestic but cups But even within
3: the United States I'm just saying like like it doesn't feel like the teams participating in it yeah, take no, it near I, as seriously I,
2: I I agree I think the the perception of US Open Cup is and a lot of this has to do with MLS, I think, not yeah. really uh, partnering. Playing well to, with
3: others. Yeah, and, and
2: also, yeah, exactly. Not, not playing well with others, as we <laughs> hear, hear a lot with them. Uh, I think for Frank DeBoer, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's similar, though, in terms of what you're going to do. You're going to rotate your team. You're going to have yeah. a mix of young and old, and I think this 11 is a
3: good I, example I, of I that. I honestly
2: think this is a stronger lineup than we would have seen
0: out of Tata. By,
3: oh yeah, by a mile. Didn't, Tata but let's, didn't care at true, all. About
2: true, true. But let's remember we're in kind of a weird time where it's the Gold Cup break. You don't have a match, t- you know, t- for two weeks after this. So maybe Tata comes out with a little bit of a stronger eleven, knowing you don't have another match for a couple weeks. So fatigue's okay, not an issue. Because yeah. I look at this lineup, and I'm like, I, I mean,
0: really, Romario, Carlton, and Pogba. Okay, can too, but. Romario Carlton and Pogba. Those are the only three major changes mm-hmm. out of this because if you got to think that if Mikey Ambrose is is healthy, yeah, that's no surprise. He right. might be starting over Breck. Yeah. normally, mm-hmm. so that's not that crazy, and it's a great opportunity for Mikey Ambrose anyway to get his you know it, it, you know back to playing actual yeah. matches. Uh, Pogba, we saw he was fairly decent in his yep. last showing, so I mean it's not yep. that far fetched that he would step in for Parkhurst, yep. Parkhurst. on the bench, so it's not like he's. The one thing you can say is that this is not a. It's a second choice lineup, but it's not a second choice lineup that you would think of in in, in you know maybe in some other matches you see tonight well, where they really
2: rotate their squad.
0: Right, I they mean, really he's, get some he's of these. Got a lot of starters. The only in. player, oh, yeah, the, sure.
2: the only player that really jumps out at you as we've talked about him basically the whole time is Carlton. Andrew Carlton. Right? Do you
3: think it's fair to say too that because he's still trying to implement his system and then still wanting the players to get comfortable with it, maybe? He treats this a little bit differently than he would if the system implementation wasn't as big of an issue.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: especially because you, like I said, you have the two. of two weeks
2: after this match, so it is another chance to, yeah. To, I, I agree with Sam on that. This one honestly probably system.
0: this is probably A, a, a better mix. <laughs> this is probably a better mix of what you actually want in a Frank De system.
2: In Do you need in what, in that what might sense?
0: Fit it better. <clears throat> kind. Of, I mean, you've got a guy in Carlton who who. uh I feel like he's going to do a maybe a better job of, of distribute. Not that Barco is absolute crap. I don't like where this is going. But,
3: I know, right? But I feel like
0: Carlton is just more, uh, it's, it's a, he's a little more patient than maybe Barco is. Hmm. Agree or disagree? Disagree. No? Disagree.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, I just think that again, like somebody uh, said on the uh, YouTube chat a minute ago, like- I feel like, I think what I'm saying is that I think
0: that, that it's going to be a little more controlled as opposed to Barco who would- who has a tendency as soon as he gets the ball yeah, to kind yeah, of go yeah, forward yeah, yeah. quicker rather than rather than you know okay. assess yeah, the situation? Joseph Martinez is sort of the same way with Romario and Carlton. This is more set to to, uh, to to maintain more possession, maybe maybe be a little more patient on the ball as opposed to just go. Yeah, I mean you
2: could definitely see more possession with a. With, that's, I think
0: that's what Carlton played. Yeah.
3: Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But no, the, like Patrick on the YouTube comments says, you know, because we're talking about Carlton. He says, well, when is he not impressed when he's played with the ones? He hasn't had enough minutes to play with the ones. Well, it's like, because he hasn't impressed with the twos. He hasn't earned minutes with he, the ones. It, and he, I
0: would, anytime, anytime he's been with the ones, he's, he's looked great. He's that's the okay. thing, but that's, that's because p- he's playing I would with not, all these other I, really I, I do not I, okay. I don't think his
3: players. Yeah, has, I wouldn't say great. I'm I, with you, Josh. I don't think he's been consistent. He's yeah. giving you something every match. But to be fair, he hasn't really—I mean, the the commenter, Patrick's right, though. I mean, uh, how many times has he played yeah. in MLS But you can't have it both
2: ways, right? You can't say, oh, he's always impressed with the ones, but then always also use that he hasn't gotten enough minutes to show his best argument. Well, because you can't have it both yeah, ways. Because he's been average with the twos. You know what yeah,
3: I mean? And when I, he's played. And I, and I think but, that's maybe, a,
2: but the
0: thing is, is that you're, you're assuming that his, his, the quality of his play has anything to do with why he's not playing more that could be a completely different discussion about about his his professionalism off the field how he trains how he how he takes say that's being a, a
2: professional athlete that's why you're seeing guys maybe like Brandon Vasquez dress over him but i i think if if he had the quality to to get on the field and make a big difference i think we would have
3: seen him there yeah already. i agree with that
2: too yeah but but i do think that hurts him with respect to getting into the the youth national team pools We're getting not, in, but my 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 problem is that sure maybe maybe
0: that's why you start address a Brandon Vasquez. so but i mean he's had, he has the quality just based off the small the number of minutes we've seen out of him to at least yeah, make absolutely. an impact late in a match the fact that he doesn't even make it as a sub
2: yeah that lets you know no, that's it's not I'm about saying. his play yeah, that's to more or me or less at what least. i'm saying that's what more or less okay. what I'm, yeah yeah it's it's more of a, all things being equal with you know i'm going to i'm going to dress this guy over you uh and 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 not even put you in the 18 we saw Tata martino do that quite a bit as well but you know, I mean, the whole Andrew Carlton thing—we we'll have to wait and see. But again, I—I I can't stress it enough. I mean, this, these ninety minutes coming up against Charleston, assuming we see the same eleven, I think are massive uh, in his trajectory at Atlanta United in a lot of ways. So that—that's—that's going to be what to watch for. I think it's not Atlanta United, whatever team he ends up going. And you know, to. I, and the other th- part of this is this gives us a a link into Frank DeBoer's mind, and I think in that he is committed to committed to playing PT. Out wide and not underneath, which is something that we actually kind of criticize him a bit for. Was when we were seeing PT play underneath instead of Barco. Now you're seeing Carlton play underneath instead of PT. That shows you for for sure. Frank DeBoer is thinking, all right, PT is a wide player going forward because otherwise you put Carlton wide and and PT underneath. Yeah, that's I I like (laughs) I
0: like that Frank DeBoer has kind of come to that realization because that's that's. That's where
2: he played a River Play. Well, and, and he changed so it's, he changed it after two, three matches. Sure. I mean, it's not like, you know so but but this shows you I think that that is one hundred percent uh the formula going forward for PT is to stick him out wide, let him drift inside when he wants to. And you've seen that evidence by playing Gressel there instead of him, Nagby instead of instead of him there over the last couple of fixtures and now with even Andrew Carlton. Uh, in, instead of PT at the number 10. Clearly, I think the plan is for him to play in a wide position. Doesn't mean he can't come inside centrally and play, but clearly, I think this last month or so shows us that Frank DeBoer Frank De wants to use him as a, as a winger instead of an out-and-out number 10.
0: Uh, that U.S. Open, open Cup match for Atlanta United will be played 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Fifth Third Bank Stadium at Kennesaw State University. It's a closed-door match, not open to the public. It uh, will be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. Um, they'll have the draw, I assume, later that night. And, or maybe around the same time. Uh, the reason for the closed door is because, according to the press releases from uh, U.S. Soccer and Atlanta United, uh, immediate rescheduling of the event was in su- ha- with insufficient time to secure staff and security personnel at the venue, which to me makes 100% perfect
3: sense. And you could say that's all you want, but I still think if this game had been played a week later and it had to be played in Atlanta... They probably do closed doors. They do this stuff in international leagues all the time when this kind of thing can't happen. They'll close up the doors because this was supposed to be a Charleston home game. And they can't control the weather. I know, Josh, you were saying earlier, like, um, well, if they can't host the venue, they got to find somewhere else. It's like, well, I mean, they can't do that in their own city. I agree that, yes, logistically, it's an impossibility to get that much security, get that, you know, ticket holders, uh, concessions. Like, all the things you have to have to have a game in a stadium— yeah, they could not have done that in time, so that's why the game is going to be closed doors, obviously. But at the same time, if the game was supposed to be in Charleston and then you're going to play in Atlanta and open it up to Atlanta fans, and they could come close to I don't know selling out the venue. I mean, we've seen Atlanta fans do crazy but, things. But you before, know, you
2: I mean, know. If, if, I, I think Charleston was probably pushing that angle, and that's why they wanted to force the match in in Charleston because they knew that if they couldn't find a venue in time, right. they forfeit the right to have the match anywhere. So I mean, I think absolutely, if if they wanted. Uh, U.S. Soccer and Atlanta United have said uh, no. I mean, you forfeited the right to host a home match. You know that this is this is yeah, we are it, now I, selling I, tickets at Kansas State. I've heard it. I don't think I've there's a precedent for I've it. I've seen so. it
0: in the press releases, and I've heard it from other other people as well, um, who have no reason. to Well,
2: to be really fair, in the press release, they're not going to say. You no, no, know, no, true. Yeah,
0: true. I, I just I don't. To me, that's a factor. I'll give you like five percent. Me personally, I'll give you like five percent. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason for, or that's the reason for. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying for, having for having,
3: having worked in as many college athletics with neutral site hostings as I've had to work with, that's usually how those things kinda go. Because teams do not want to play and road games. See, personally to me, that's
0: like that's like conspiracy theory type level stuff there.
3: Well, no, it's not because teams <laughs> don't want to have to play home games on the but road. But when you forfeit the right, you forfeit the right. That's like that. But it's not but again, they didn't forfeit. The weather being an issue, like the only thing that would have, the only way they would have been able to not forfeit the right would have been to find an indoor venue. They could not no, have played. Maybe this. I mean,
2: no, they, I mean, if 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 those those entities that they mentioned in their press release had said yes, you can play here, I think they would have played today. but
3: well, why would those places have said no?
2: I don't think it's necessarily because of field conditions. I think we in, in the case of College of Charleston. Uh, I think it seems like that, but I mean, it's it just because of the, all the difficulties Eric mentioned. I
3: think there are a lot of logistical difficulties. So you difficulties. think, like the high school was mentioned, do you think a high school is going to have better groundskeepers and grounds crew than than MUSC Stadium?
2: No, I mean we see. But I we think see they said we don't have the, the capacity to put on a U.S. Open Cup match here with 24 hours notice. Well, I, and
0: nobody does.
3: Asi- I'm not saying that's not a reason, the, the but I'm saying it's not the
0: only reason. I wouldn't have been surprised at whatever location if they had played today. Whatever location they would have picked, if it still would have been a closed door match because of the security, the well, personnel, no, so the staffing it would have reasons. Been. Yeah. So I, to me, it's got nothing to do with
2: them having. I mean, them them forfeiting. It's the home part game. of it, but I think that if U.S. I mean they they didn't have any. Uh, any really ground to stand on if U.S. Soccer, uh, you know, running who won run the U.S. Open Cup and Atlanta United said no, you, you, if U.S. Soccer said no, you can sell tickets to Fifth Third, there would be nothing Charleston could do. About
3: well, we all know it. how well organized and top notch of an organization <laughs> <Right>. U.S. Soccer <laughs> is. And speaking of that, oh boy, yeah, yeah, right. let's, uh, is that let's the segue into... let's
2: move over into the U.S. Women's National Team.
3: Man, I got I got to pat myself on the back. That was a good
2: segue. Good for you, Sam. <laughs>
0: Uh, Good for Sam. What a U.S. Game. Women's National Team, in case you've been living on a rock, uh, 13-0 winners over Thailand yesterday. What? Really? A game yeah. that uh, wow. got out of hand. 13, you said. So, sorry for- to
3: interrupt. They just scored again. So it's yeah.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to say got out of hand pretty quick, but 10 goals came in the second half. Yeah. I was going to say it didn't really get out of hand. It was, it was only three it was 3-0 in nothing nothing halftime. halftime.
3: Uh, yeah. USA was pretty wasteful in the first so, half, though, in a few teams. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the way we're
0: going to frame this discussion, because... There's really two major points to this. Uh, one is thirteen nothing. Obviously, is a lot of goals. Was it running up the score? Second is celebrating. I, you, 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 and you can put this fashion. marker. You can put this marker anywhere uh, after the fifth goal, after the sixth goal, yeah. wherever, wherever you want. Where do you draw? Uh, line? Celebrating. You just got to put the line somewhere. But wherever you want to put the line, <laughs> celebrating, celebrating after that point in that fashion. <laughs> the way they were celebrating. yeah. The way, yeah. Uh, that's the other aspect of this.
3: It's weird to me, though, that yeah. the only really so like, ridiculously over the top celebration, for me at least, was uh, Rapinos.
2: I thought the Ally Morgan was over the top. I yeah. thought the
3: coordinated swag surf Why was did you over say the top. What is Morgan, by the way? That's the second time you've said that. What? Isn't it? Have Alex? you heard people say that? I don't think I've ever heard really? anybody say that. Really? Okay. Was, well, who she made it to?
1: Hmm?
0: Right. I guarantee you he made it up. He's a Spanish He's a Hispanic guy, right?
3: I'll look this up. Let's look it up. We do know that hometown guy Dansby Swanson is dating Mallory Pugh is that strong yeah but no I think that uh, okay so
2: let's 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 we, we need to, we need, we, need to we need to oh really he might go to Arsenal actually uh, so uh <laughs> let's let's let's, let's close this down <laughs> yeah. get this, get this back <laughs> so before we get into the that other stuff I think we from the sporting standpoint uh, awesome for the. US women's national Well, yeah team. let's start with the let's start yeah. with the 13 goals themselves well done Awesome. Yeah. No problem with that. Good performance. You did what you are supposed to. Thailand didn't make it hard on you. Not at all. And then I saw uh, Elliot uh, Beaven mention it in the chat here. Uh, and, of course, you can watch us live on YouTube recording every week. Uh, you know, it was saying 13 nothing, nothing wrong about the score. Uh, but cool down on the celebration. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think no one has a problem with the fact that 13 goals were scored. A few
2: a minority, it, a minority said
0: you, you should you should just have stopped the two scoring. or three loudest on social media or yeah. in media in, in the broadcast itself, they're the ones that everyone kind of wrapped their argument around or wrapped their yeah. response around. I think ninety nine percent of the people that watched that match saw thirteen. Classic Eric were, percentage that were, <laughs> that were US Classic. women. That, they were US fans. A large yeah. Majority, I'll put it that way. How about mm-hmm. that? Large majority of the people that watched that had no problem with thirteen goals. In fact, they were like, "Yeah, thirteen goals." Oh, I said, "Go get another but one." But goals yeah. themselves were not the problem. Yeah, that's not running up the score.
2: And plus, as uh,
0: and, and so- I mean, it is running up the score, but there's nothing wrong with running, running up the score in a World Cup. Yep, and- where a goal differential makes a difference, and you're playing uh, in a group where a team could possibly do the same thing to a team like Thailand.
2: No, I mean, because Sweden. I mean, you, you saw what Thailand, how they did, they were dropping six or seven players into the box and not. Marking. So was I mean, it, that interesting that was, that to was, zonally mark in the run of play with playing seven defenders. That in the was Bronx. U.S. Women's National Team against a, an average high school, a girls' high school. I
3: mean, that, school was not, that, that was not that was bad. That was
2: not a real game.
0: Here's know? a question. Well, Here's I mean, a question.
3: If we got, and I know you know a lot of really no, let's not do this. Good let's not do
2: this. No, no, you don't
3: want to do this
0: because it's it's apples and oranges, and you just did you just say it's like the Alabama versus the Cleveland Browns argument. That's One, fair. Cleveland Browns are always going to beat Alabama. But that's that not the Thailand point. Team that's like not the, the point. worst teams I've ever no, seen so, ever.
2: But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Thailand were, were were awful, and I think I mean you've got you, you to you have that, to criticize that's a bad them. Look for them.
3: You talk about a bad look for the United States. Thailand completely. You have to folded. you
2: have to criticize Thailand for not showing a little more fight because when it becomes just okay, let's get minimize our embarrassment here. You got to play a little bit more physical, maybe a little more direct. I mean, maybe. St- have someone else take your goal kicks, surely? Maybe someone could maybe, have kicked it more than 35 yards. Goalkeepers, I don't know. One of the, I think, the most impressive parts of this Women's World Cup is seeing how the depth of talent has improved from top to bottom when you look at Argentina performing well, Chile, Jamaica, respectable, respectable against Brazil. But certainly you still have some outliers, and you saw that with a Thai team. I mean, they have a couple uh, couple of their players play college in the U.S. I mean, it was yeah. Not, the one that
3: Morgan consoled was uh, yeah. Also went to Cal it Berkeley. Was, you know? It
2: was not a uh, it was not a professional uh, grade of opponent, and and that and I mean that's why I think the goal celebrations were a bit much. You know. Um, yeah, that's the other aspect of this. The goal
0: celebrations again. You can put the marker wherever you want, but after that, and to me, it's like the fifth goal the fourth one in the se- the first one in the second half I'm cool if you're celebrating that, that I mean, officially seals the deal if you really had any doubt but after the after the fourth goal I was like all right well you're the reigning world cup champs you have clearly been here right. done this before yeah you're definitely not acting
2: like it well and I think the main thing is like yeah, okay and we talked about this on the radio show earlier it, so if you score a goal in the world cup I, I get it. Like, celebrate. That's too ex- yeah, yeah. Like you want to run to the corner flag and celebrate. You scored a goal in the World Cup. Maybe you had a nice first assist. one, right? Yeah, or whatever. I don't care. I think any if goal. goal if, you score, f- if you score, if you're the goal scorer
3: and you yeah, celebrate, I don't
2: mind it. Okay, yeah. I don't mind it. It's the team aspect. But We're of talking it. about choreographed yeah. stuff. I mean, well, like, they're doing like uh, the, what the what rampino thing. Surf, the Morgan. You know, the yeah, the 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 bench running to the corner flag. Look. If you scored a goal to make it 13-0, it's not that big accomplishment by definition because the other team sucks. What did the bench run the to the corner goal. flag?
3: because that one girl scored her first like U.S. But goals. they did it on And goals. That, That's the, the other goals. exception.
2: That's the that's the uh, yeah. uh, Well, that's the other exception. But that, you know, I just thought it was. I thought it okay. I thought it was embarrassing. I I I, I really. That's too strong. And I, I I thought you know you go there, you're a representation of your country, a representation of your sporting culture, and everybody is. Taught not to behave like that when you're up big, and I think we're I'm even on the side where I'm like, yes, run the score up, yes, celebrate, but we don't need this this crazy wild celebration from the entire team that you would normally see for huge important goals. I mean, I just I thought it was a really bad look for for soccer in this country. I thought it was a bad look for American culture. We already have an issue with being seen as arrogant and not sporting around the rest of the world. And, you know, it's wild to me that people say, oh, well, if the men had done it, it wouldn't have sparked That's so criticism. Wrong. I mean, it happens all there the time. Would be yeah, I was
3: going to say, that's <laughs> asinine to, for anybody. To, first just, of all, it's asinine the
2: because the men would have to actually make the World <laughs> yeah. Cup first. Number one. Yeah, well, so well, first
3: of well, all... Well, what were some of those stats we saw, too, where, like, the women scored 13 goals in this game. The men yeah. haven't scored 13 goals in, like, 6,000 yeah, so plus look. minutes of World Cup action. Yeah, I, 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 so I, I, can, I can crush all, that
0: argument with one thing. The men play tougher opponents. First, Done. Right, right, okay, right. Oh, well, it's okay. fair. I'm, yeah, of
3: course. First of all, it's a bad
2: hypothetical because the U.S. men have to get into the World Cup and worry about beating the likes of Jamaica first, but... But if that had happened, there would have been a global inquisition into American arrogance and, and lack they would have of sportsmanship. It that hasn't already happened? They would have happened. absolutely gotten it tougher. <laughs> Which I we agree. can do,
0: equality and all, but we're not going to do that. Would have
2: got, they would have gotten it tougher. And I think because there is such a, uh, a justifiable uh, um, focus on improving the women's game, on gaining uh, respectability for the women's game and it's improving so much that sometimes i think people are hesitant to criticize in in any way and and this should be criticized because this is not how you coach your athletes to play in this country and you see a team acting counter to that against an opposition that's completely helpless is not even of professional quality it's it's i just i personally I, I thought that the some of the takes from canadian television that i think people were saying were overdone I thought they were spot on, and yeah, they said the same, same thing. They said, "If you want to go score fifteen, sixteen, that's fine. That's on your opponent."
3: But you would side calm, with the Canadians, calm,
2: of course. But calm, but but calm down with scoring the thirteenth goal in a match because it's not that great of an accomplishment. Being that the other opposing defense just conceded thirteen goals. The
0: only exception, minutes.
2: the only exception I'll make is if it's if it's your first.
0: If it's I your guess, fir- I mean, if it's your first goal in a World Cup, and you're like, hey, "This is your first World Cup," I'm all for you celebrating, but. And we also say, but the team, but the team itself. Right, no, we right, all so say it, can celebrate. Like it should Alex be. Morgan it shouldn't should have even
3: celebrated. Her it fifth should be goal? A,
0: a, a slap on the back, something tame, not a, a coordinated, choreographed. Well, that's different, of course. Yeah,
3: I, I'll say this. Look, I think that we, as sports fans, a lot of the times, like, take sports way too seriously and put sports on this pedestal where I feel like we need to be reminded a lot of the times that you know these people are out trying to kick a ball into a net. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, the this uh, grandiose, like, super meaningful thing in terms of what it does for, you know, humankind. Mm-hmm. It's just a soccer game. Mm-hmm. And granted, this is the World Cup, the biggest stage, but still, like, I, all these people, like, virtue signaling and going out and, like, just slamming this team for what they did and everything – Dirty bird person here on our YouTube uh, comments makes a great point. Kind of seems like people are just struggling to come up with somebody to complain about. I I feel that way and and not. So look, Hmm. I will say that, yes, they probably overdid it. I'll even go that far, but I also don't care. Like I'm one of those people that says, if you don't like it, do something about it. So if if somebody didn't like it, maybe USA, the next team, they play Chile or if they play, they play Sweden in the third group game. One of them could do something about it, or the ne- the teams yeah. that the I USA mean, play they, uh, they can do something about it. It's like, look, these are games; these are sports. It's supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be celebrated. And I think a lot of the time we put it on this pedestal, and we're like, "Oh, you got to treat the game with respect." Yeah. And blah but blah Sam, blah. We're
2: talking about thirteen to
3: zero. We're not, oh, I, I mean, know, it's, it's, know it's, this, it's an outlier. It, it's, is, it's an outlier. It's a rare circumstance that you yeah. see something like this. I will put a lot of the blame on the Thailand Soccer Federation, whatever that's called, because they fielded this team. Ultimately, they fielded a team. That right. is not ready for this yeah. tournament. And it doesn't seem like they've put a lot into developing women's soccer to the point of, you know, they just lost a game 13 to yeah. nothing. And against Sweden, they could easily yeah. lose 13 and to again, nothing. And again, from a, a sporting standpoint, I think you probably, next World Cup
2: add a spot to CONCACAF, take it away from Asia. Asia. AFC have five spots, CONCACAF three in this World Cup. Yeah, that's ridiculous. When you consider Jamaica was a surprise just to get out of CONCACAF, clearly Mexico, Costa Rica would, 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 would really give it to a oh, side like Thailand as well. No, I totally agree well, with there's you There's a there. sporting side to this as well. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, and I think uh, Chris Lombardi, we we're citing, you know, get your thoughts in on the chat. It said the only reason we are saying they should have celebrated that way is because it looks bad, Yes. That's yes. exactly right. It looks actually. bad. Yes. You're representing your country <laughs>
3: at the World Cup. It is you not don't, not classy. Don't, well, you, it's a bad look to some people, and then there's people like a. me that just don't care. And I think that I think like like Chris and and Dirty Bird person, the people in our comment section oh, that gosh. seem to be kind of like agreeing, you know, with me. You know that it, some people just don't care, and I think a lot of it is like making this huge deal about it for a story that in our 24 hour news cycle. Nobody's going to be talking about it. It's a
2: 24 to 48 hour news story, well, but saying. it is
3: what people are talking
2: about. So, you know, like, uh, you know, people, everyone will get over this, but regardless, I, I do think it is a topic of, of discussion. And I, I mean, like I said, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was shocked. I was really shocked that they, that they behaved like that. And uh, it's not something I'm going to hold against them. I still want, I still want, uh, you know, still want to go win the tournament, but. I, I can, I can just say it, guys would have gotten much worse mm-hmm. and
0: guys would have uh the guys the US men US men's national team, whatever any 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 any, any, any sport played team. by men it reaction to something like that happens for a
2: hell of a lot less than well, Clearly that's one of the didn't. weird things about this is people are are like surprised, are acting surprised. This is an argument. This happens in every single sport. You'll when a, a team runs
0: up the score, you have a three-run lead in a baseball match. Someone flips a bat, and every, every, everything everything
2: goes. Sorry, baseball <laughs> game. I love it. I and, love uh, it. Baseball and uh, match. A, oh yeah,
0: it's the baseball match. <laughs> you have a bat flip, and everyone will go crazy. Up three three runs which is yeah. totally totally well, salv- salvageable stupid, but yeah, yeah I agree but the point yeah. is we'll agree. We'll be it best happens best nice. it happens for a, a yeah. lot it happens for a lot less than yeah. any other sport yeah I, I saw the argument today that that, that uh, Alabama runs up the score uh, just about every other week when they play a, a crappy team they yeah, really sure. don't even when they do though let's let's just assume every other week they do run up the score what do you not see them do after like the after 45 yeah. nothing you don't see the team you don't see them, them celebrate for, yeah. You don't and see it, him going crazy maybe on the sideline. Oh, no,
3: cel- if you're going to use college football, you got to realize celebrations are like mostly okay. banned. Yeah, but about. come on, where we're so, talking about? But you're,
2: you see them. It's it's. There's a different celebration from seven zero to seventy exactly. It? And and again, the player who scores, we're fine with. That's why I, people are so surprised about this. And I'm like, this is something that's debated all the time. And it's as far as that type of celebration, it's pretty much accepted within sports culture globally and really just generally. Like etiquette, you don't rub someone's face in something when they're clearly outmatched.
3: I mean, you can beat them. I mean, that's the probably popular, common assumption. But there are, I mean, there are athletes that have done that. Yeah, over no, the years. I, and no, of course, of course. And
2: but again, we're we're talking about a a team celebrating yeah. a goal. Come on, Jill Ellis. I mean, the thirteenth goal, the last kick of the ball, jumping up and screaming. I mean, it's just that. I mean, regardless. It's surprised. I'm surprised people are shocked they're I, being I, criticized because the, everybody knows that that's not the way you're taught to behave. You coach, you obviously, you coach high school soccer, oh, super I, high I, level. <laughs> high, yeah, let me tell I've you. I've coached, no,
0: no, but it's 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 not about the level of coaching. It's it's the the reaction to a. So you're up. You played a team that you've blown out before, right? Yeah. So I've in coaching both girls and high girl, girls and guys high school soccer. I've had those games where either I'm getting blown out or mm-hmm. or, or we're blowing out the other team. After the sixth or seventh goal, where you know this is a wrap, after every goal, you just kind of like, cool, and turn around Mm -hmm. and walk back up and down the line. Absolutely. And you're done. Like, there's no celebration. After the, 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 it comes to a point in a soccer match where it just, it, it almost isn't fun anymore. I understand this is a World Cup. I was going to say, there is a but big still, difference 13, comparing high school to the World but Cup. But 13 to nothing okay, is but, not nothing. Yo,
3: keep saying 13 to nothing. That's the outlier because this doesn't happen very often. So we don't have... Yeah, that's why we're talking about Well, this. of course. <laughs> but we don't have, like, you talk about this etiquette, you talk about this stuff. We don't
2: have examples to go off. I mean, we have examples of teams, like Germany won, beat Saudi Arabia 8-0 in in the 2002 World Cup, and the players, that we talked about this before, what, they went on. the players
3: that scored the goals celebrated, but you didn't see. What happened the in the bench uh, when the Germany
0: road. beat Brazil, what is it,
3: 7-1? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the players that scored goals, like I, like I watched the seventh goal earlier just to see, it was Julian Draxler who scored, and he did like a jump in the air, and like the Tiger Woods yeah, kind of double-clutch fist pump, it was. And it's just one of those situations where, yeah, they were muted, but I think a lot of that was it, a lot of that was too. Those celebrations might have been more muted because they were in Brazil and they didn't want to get killed. Yeah, but it, well, maybe so. But but again, I
2: mean, you can look back through these types of results throughout history at any level, and yes, sometimes the goal scorer gets excited, but as you should, you don't, you just, you don't see this, and I, and I don't understand why people are making connections to. Uh, to like one or two players celebrating to go up big, like the, 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 you don't you don't celebrate their goals. You know the, the bench running to the corner flag to celebrate a goal. When I think of U.S. soccer, I think of Landon Donovan scoring the Algeria goal to put you through in the oh, group. Man. That's worthy of running down there and celebrating with your, with with twenty five players. 0 is not, and and it's this has not. Feel free to send me some videos. I have not seen this happen. Really, in any sport at this level, yes, you see celebrations. Haven't seen it to this extent. It's a bad, bad look for American see, culture. After
0: the 13th goal, Jill Ellis is jumping up and down. Yes, you can see her jump up. She's screaming. You know, she's so very, my, 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 That goal happens in the 90 92nd minute. It was the last minute, kick of the ball. Minute, I believe like that.
2: I believe that was literally the last kick of the ball. What did they think they were going to lose the game? Why why are we celebrating? Well, like I just that? don't understand. Yeah, you, are you actually that excited about right. scoring your thing?
0: That's that's my question. Is why why are we It's almost like they were pretending.
3: Because yeah, maybe. A, it's the World Cup and B, I mentioned this on the radio show, Josh is one of these people that sort of haters. You know, well, well <laughs> you call it out the team a little bit before the. I tournament. think the gap is closing. Right, yeah. you're saying that For the rest of the that, world. that you know maybe this isn't you know USA might not be the favorite to win this tournament. You know they're one of the favorites, but they might not be the favorite. And I think that narrative is pretty widespread. I think there's a lot in the the media and the people that cover women's soccer that think that you know USA is probably going to take a few steps back. And you know I think there's a possibility that this team is playing very mad right now, or at least right. you know they feel offended or whatever because this has been, you know, a team that's been very dominant. They, they are the defending World Cup champions. And maybe a little bit of this was letting off a little bit of steam, right. you know, maybe just the fact that, hey, you know, all these people are kind of doubting us now, so we wanted yeah. to make a step and embarrassing Thailand is really, embarrass, really the embarrassing.
0: Your, 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 your fellow uh, professional female athlete,
2: and you know, so dirty. I've heard this in a few places. Dirty and bird person says this in the them. chat. I'm just hey, look, off, I'm man. just saying that okay. that's not the way to not do it. And there's not a the way lot. There's a lot of disingenuous arguments going on right now because, uh, and we've heard this one a lot. A dirty, per, dirty bird person in the chat brings it up. What about the dream team? First of all, the dream team. Yes, they ran up the score, but they didn't They didn't celebrate like that, and they got raked over the coals in the international media. Absolutely destroyed. Oh, yeah. So it's totally revisionist history if you're saying, oh, well, the Dream Team ran the score up and no one said but didn't anything. didn't they get
3: raked over the coals for more because they, so, like, they had all the NBA players? They got, well, mean, no, they got that was raked more yeah.
2: <laughs> simply for running the score up, even though they were not behaving uh, in the same
3: way, well, even at '96, going... like when it was at Atlanta, like four years later, mm-hmm. I went to I think USA played China at the Georgia Dome in a game, and that dream team had like Shaq and Carmelo and some of the other you know players mm-hmm. that moved on. So they beat them like 150 to 80 something. You yeah, know and, I mean? and you <laughs> didn't did you did you see it wasn't, but they weren't. You know, it didn't feel like they were intentionally running up the scores. Just they were.
1: They, it was a they shot clock. You got to shoot and, the and ball. That's what yeah. this match. If you wanted to score. That's what so. this match looked like <laughs> against
2: Thailand I, for the U.S. Women was. I mean. You don't have to try to score. You might have, you just go score. I mean, it's that
3: easy. But that brings there up something no, that I got with you on the radio show. And, and I'll but let's well, I just in said, let's
2: not connect. Let's not pretend there's a gender issue here with a oh, men, no. that a men's no, team no, no, no. would not be criticized for this this type of t- no. type of actions. They absolutely would, and they've been criticized
3: for much less. But here's the thing too: when you're when you're kind of looking at the way that I guess all these celebrations and stuff went down. It's it's very confusing to me that there's a lot of people out there that are you know making a lot of really loose connections and like, and like can they like like even comparing it to the German that's a semifinal like all this stuff it's it's men's versus women's there's there's so many different weird comparisons you can't have and I just think that again when you're looking at this there, there there's not it's not that complex of an issue I feel like you can kind of break it down into like we're saying. Obviously, they shouldn't be rubbing it in their faces like that. It's probably a bad look. But in the end, this feels like something that, you know, it's it's going to cycle out with a 24-hour news cycle and it's not going to yeah. be something. And I mean, it's unfortunate because it's probably going to keep getting brought up every time they play a game now.
0: I mean, that's that's going to be the early story of the World Cup. I don't think right. it's going to go away anytime soon.
3: But it's I, I gonna, it's will at least say another couple weeks. the outrage over yeah, it is going to cycle oh, yeah,
0: no,
2: sure. They'll move on to something else but pointless.
0: The one thing I will say... And I don't think this is really a problem with the U.S. Women's National Team, but do not let it happen to you, because you're gonna get oh, it, yeah. you're gonna get it two times as worse if if you let it happen to you. And again, not that I think that the U.S. Women's National Team uh it has that issue or has to worry about that, because any team they face, I think they're extremely competitive with. So if it's gonna be a blowout, it's gonna be like a two goal blowout, quote unquote. No, they put the target
3: on their back big. Time oh yeah, now. for
0: sure. Do not mm-hmm. let it happen to you.
3: And I think I saw Alexi Lalas on uh, Twitter talking about that today. He's like. You know, if you're going to do this, you know, and now it's time to to be ready for embrace everyone the heel. to come at you really hard. And that's what I wanted to get to because, you know, we've disagreed on a lot during this segment. But I will say, can we all agree on this? They should just go ahead and embrace this yeah. now, right? No, I think like become the bad guy.
2: Hopefully the, the, hopefully the conversation we're having as the World Cup continues is... Atlanta, uh, Atlanta United, is the U.S. Women's National Team continuing to be ruthless and play good, yeah. expansive attacking soccer. That much, that much for sure. And you're not going to see. You know, I've watched almost every game. Uh, you, I would, I've not seen a team where it's going to be like thirteen zero or anything like that.
3: No, Thailand is, is yeah. really like, and again, the worst team by that far. That goes
2: to show the the incredible improvements of women's soccer globally as uh, it's it's gaining respectability and federations are starting to finally. Uh, commit some financial to it is that you know you except would see thailand. except thailand right and a lot of countries need to get their you know what together but but you're seeing improvements in the games and and you, you used to see a thailand kind of u.s match a few times in the group stage if you look back through the last particularly like when you get back into the 90s and early 2000s and now you're seeing uh teams that would have gotten beat the way thailand did four eight 8 12 16 years ago competing With the big-time opponents, as we've seen within Argentina, Chile, uh, Jamaica, you go down the list. So I don't think the U.S. Women's National Team will have a chance to be in this position again. So hopefully, we're talking about ruthless four-nil, five-nils, not wild thirteen-nil celebrations because
3: that's not going to happen. I'm just happy that they won a game like that. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm happy that they're playing well because, again, you know, as someone that you know, I. I watched the U.S. women's national team, but some of these players, you know, it, 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 for a lot of people, you don't I really agree. know. So I think that when you see the, I heard a lot of, you know, people like you saying the stuff you said about the U.S. women's national team and a lot of the other media kind of saying, all right, this is where they come back down to earth or whatever. It was good to see that because maybe even people like me started to have doubts just based on what we were hearing in you know, the media. The
2: competitive balance is a good thing. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very interested in this tournament. I think it's been great to watch. Uh, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see, like you guys say, if this adds an extra edge to the U.S. women's national team as well as their opponents going forward.
3: But now they've got to embrace the attitude of kind of Heck that yeah. ruthless aggression. Heck yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if that... they don't, then that's
1: but when they the, could get
0: the thing. You know, is I don't out. think that they have that attitude. I think that's something completely created by by, by a guy by like Alexi Lawless. Thailand? By a guy like Alexi Lawless. He'll put that image into everyone's head. And that's of, not of something what? that of ruthlessness. That, or? Of ruthlessness, of mm-hmm. of we're gonna go cut throat on everyone. I think that they the US women's national team was just they were just playing. And I'm again we I have no problem with the thirteen nothing. It's the way they celebrate it after the fact. And I don't yeah. but I don't know that that's necessarily connected to this this idea that they're gonna they're they're gonna be like the, the heel of the tournament and the the, the this ruthless uh, uh uh you know Darth Vader of of, of the Women's World Cup oh, yeah. this year. That's I don't think I think that's it might. completely made up by
2: by a guy like Alexis. Well Thomas. it's made up, but it's a perfect American uh kind of role to play. But so
0: I would like not, for them to embrace if it's it. Not some, like if, oh, if you like them to embrace that, that's
2: one thing. But I don't think that that's something
0: that's even crossed their mind but see, no, outside no, of I, hearing it from a guy like Alexi Lawley. I think
3: that's not actually correct because even in just listening to Alex Morgan and her comments about the celebrations and she says, yeah, and those people that are talking about it, I'm just going to be happy to ignore those people. But what, That's what, kind of an above report? kind a, of what would like What would
0: a, a Darth Vader type of villain of a tournament say? Yeah, come at us. We want you. Yeah. We're cutthroat this tournament. We're gonna get what we deserve. Well, that might that's, be coming. They would be much more direct, not this passive-aggressive nonsense that that Alex Morgan threw out.
3: Well, I it's not nonsense. It's not, it's not nonsense. But I think I don't think you're trying to advance the story anymore. There, more I than agree. Anything. Yeah, and that's why I came back on the nonsense. I disagree, nonsense. though. I think I think this team does have that because you know they're very experienced now, and I think they're going to need it if they're going to win this tournament. I think they're going to need it. All right, let's. Uh, we've killed that
0: discussion, right? Yeah, that's enough. Here here it is. We can talk all day about it, but we're all dudes, so we have no say in this. That's right. That's
2: true. That's that's the way it works, right? My apologies for promoting the the patriarchy. Jesus Christ, Eric. (laughs) No, he's right. He's right. How can we end every topic? I'm kidding. You you shouldn't listen to us anyway. just keep your penis out I'm kidding. kidding. Relax, Eric. Yes, (laughs) please, Eric. MLSPA
0: (laughs) came out with... Player salary numbers, and there were some surprises. There were some. This is all I
3: love. I love when the salaries oh, come. Oh, really out. quick on salaries so though. We do want to say really quickly on the back end of that uh, U.S. Uh, women's discussion, they definitely deserve more money. They need to be paid. More.
2: Yeah, we all agree on yeah. that. This has nothing to do with,
3: with pay, and, and that, this also has nothing to do with pay. And, and like anybody trying to that's, make
2: it—that's like. another debate. And we all, all while, while our opinions are nuanced, we all three think they're grossly underpaid and should absolutely, one hundred percent. So don't don't get it twisted as us. Uh, not being supported there's the we, we
0: purposely soccer. didn't mention that specific aspect of, yes. of the conversation because we think it has nothing to do with it. Yes. Do we think they all deserve to be paid more?
3: Yeah, but that's <laughs> well, nothing to do with this. Seeing right. like Twitter and stuff <laughs> go in on that, by the yeah. way. Like I, a lot it, of trying like, to connect the dots on that. I know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the worst yeah. straw man I, I've I don't ever know. seen. How like,
0: those dots great. connect,
2: but Twitter always finds a way.
0: All right, Joseph, the highest paid player, Atlanta United played. The highest Atlanta United player. Uh, three, see, 3, still on some of them 3 million, yeah, three million fifty eight thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars, <laughs> uh, which is uh pretty much double what he made last year. Uh, still kind of surprised because you look at some of the other. Uh, I'm trying to think who's the highest paid player right now.
3: Uh, but, uh no, it, wouldn't it be uh, what's his face for L.A. The uh, is it Vela? Uh, are you talking about Zlatan?
2: No, I was thinking Vela. Wouldn't it be him? Let me see. You've got a few up there. You've got Al you've
3: got Bradley, like five million dollars.
2: Po- po- Posuelo, up there as well. Oh, Bradley's
3: on six.
0: So six yes, Latan is the highest. Yeah, Latan's the highest paid player. And to think that that's what I You've got a guy like Joseph Martinez who broke the record for most goals scored in a in a, in a, in a single season, and he's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ninth on that list. I'm surprised that he's not getting paid more right I, I I heard discussions that maybe he didn't necessarily want to be the highest paid player um on the team I don't know if that's true or not but I am surprised In the league you mean in the leagues mm-hmm. yeah but I am surprised that he's uh, you know I feel like he could have asked for more yeah say more than a josie Altidore who's getting paid four point essentially four point nine million dollars maybe <laughs> oh, more than um maybe more than a michael Bradley who's getting paid six million dollars i
3: I mean, <laughs> a, a, he should they, be making more than Bastian Schweinsteiger. There's no doubt. Right, yeah, about I mean, that. The,
0: the, there's mm-hmm. certain impacts that a, that a guy makes on a specific team, and you take away Joseph Martinez, and I know that he hasn't scored the same number of goals, especially early on, but he's still a a fantastically dangerous player up top, uh, to the point where every team has to uh, has to essentially cha- not change their philosophy, but. Their attention is paid to Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. wherever he is on the field. Well, he has and,
3: scored four goals in the last two games too. To you know, and so yeah, he's certainly he's yeah. certainly upping up huh. that aspect
0: of things. But to to think that he he's not even and look, I don't know if that's on his agent. I don't know if that's just a a, a personal wish of his that he 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 didn't want to be up there. Maybe it's a a look to uh, the future longevity of the contract, that sort of deal. Because again, he is getting paid three million dollars over the course of five years. So maybe that's how they had to work it so they could get paid more over a longer period of time. Um, that's just the one thing that I guess stuck out initially about uh, the player salaries. A couple other things: Pity Martinez, nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's his guaranteed compensation.
3: Yeah, that's kind of shocking. Like I thought he'd be making more just because a he's a well he's a DP and DPs usually when I hear DP usually usually over million over a million over dollars, a million dollars. Yeah. and b. This is the reigning South American Player of the Year, which I'm wondering maybe that what, doesn't. What does that mean? I, I, it I, seems I, like we've said that a lot when so, we talk about Pity Martinez, and I don't think it really means anything. So, anymore.
0: I, I mean, I know I've said that after a couple of his games, and then I'm like, I look at Atlanta United, what they paid him, and again, I don't know if this is agent, maybe this is personal wish for Pity Martinez, but my gosh, nine hundred thousand dollars for the South American Player of the Year—that doesn't seem like enough, and I don't know what that actually means anymore. I'm like you, Sam. I don't know what South American Ooh. Player of the Year means. If that only gets you plus well, that plus the highlights and and and, and the and the uh, you know the cups he's been in, I, I don't know what that means. If you only get nine hundred thousand dollars a year with a team like Atlanta United, now I know he hasn't lived up to even maybe that nine hundred thousand dollars, but forget that aspect of it because when he was when he was signed,
2: that wasn't a part of the mm. conversation. This is a surprising, one especially considering that designated players don't count against the cap. So I, right. so you'd think you think he would you, get paid you'd more? Think he could have? demanded more
3: i think i just did a little research i think i have some comments here on the uh player of the year award so in 2013 ronaldinho won it (laughs) 2013 ronaldinho playing for atletico Minero, not the same player as ronaldinho year before that uh 2014 uh teofilo gutierrez Uh, 2015, Carlos Sanchez, 2016, Miguel Borja, Uh, 2017, Luan. You want to know what those players have in common? And Josh has probably heard of these. I don't think I've heard of those players.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're all guys. This is something we actually kind of talked about. Uh, is it really that? Like big a of couple idea? months ago, about whole the, the whole South American Player of the Year thing is misleading because you're talking about guys that play their club football within South America for that specific award. Now, Neymar and did win back to back 2011. And, and, and to be fair, all of these guys did go to Europe. I mean, uh, uh, Luan is is with Porto now. I know that Borja is playing uh, is playing actually with Palmeiras, so he's oh. he's one guy that stayed. Uh, you know, Carlos Sanchez uh, is he? I know he went to Europe and came back, but again, you're you're not talking about you know you. You said Ronaldinho in 2013, Neymar in 2012. <laughs> you're not talking about those types of names year in and year out. So right. he's not. When we say that he's not that level of player. That being said, you think they could demand a little more out of him and point directly to Ezekiel Barco and say, "Look at what you're that paying making." Paying that guy. And I think Atlanta United response would say, "We'll, we'll look at the transfer fee. You know, it's, it's, it's a bit more." But um, that is one that jumped out at me. And then the Joseph one, I think you hit the nail on the head a little bit, Eric. With like, it gives you. A window into what he wants from Atlanta and how he loves it because he signed more of a long term deal and he could have easily made this difficult for Atlanta United because there were obviously teams in the transfer market after him. He never raised a fuss. He could have easily said, well if you don't pay if you don't make me the highest paid player in the league, I'm going to Club America. Well it's clear you know, he's, he could he's have said fallen that. in love with him. Yeah, so I, I think mean, again part of three million again and again that's good nice little, yeah, it's nice got little nothing, check. Yeah. <laughs> we're not sitting here like, you know, like he's, you know, has, is, is making peanuts, but again, I think it gives you a window into uh, how he views his time in Atlanta and how he wants to be here for the long term, which is awesome. So uh,
0: here's a couple other numbers that didn't necessarily, didn't necessarily surprise me, but I just thought were interesting. Uh, LGP and Hector Vijalba essentially making roughly the same amount of money. Uh, Hector Vijalba a little more, uh, around the $820,000 uh, range. Julian Gressel, $130,000. You'd expect him to get a uh, a nice bump whenever he oh, yes. uh, renegotiates oh, that yes. contract or Signs a new contract with the team which yeah everyone would love to go have him go ahead and sign now it makes absolutely no sense i just want to reiterate this it makes no sense for julian Gressel to sign anything right now when you've got a collective bargaining thing going on after this yeah we spent yeah. like a whole right.
3: episode talking yeah. about that from his, from his i just side want to make sure every, yeah
0: i want to make sure everyone <laughs> understands <laughs> just because he hasn't signed anything or because the club hasn't offered him anything it doesn't mean well, that no, they're not going to yeah. offer something we'll, we'll talk about that in january of 2020 the money is going to change yeah um so I mentioned LGP and Vijadba around 820 million. Or, uh, 820, 820
3: million. million. Eight hundred
0: and twenty thousand. I missed that number. Uh, <laughs> because of how close it is to a guy like Betty Martinez in terms of guarantee, guaranteed compensation. We're talking about a difference of about uh-huh. $70,000. Uh, Pogba, $324,000. And only that's because not-
3: his last name is Pogba, right?
2: Which I, that's another one that jumps I'm out. I'm amazed you. because he's making more than Julian Gressel. And I'd and- imagine at St. Etienne, he wasn't on. He was probably on similar to or around or less than that type of money. How does he not play a, again? good on his agent, doesn't do play on a his match agent. for I just about to 12 say that. months or whatever and
0: still gets paid it it on his the So Deion Pereira making $5,600, uh,
2: which seems like a bargain right now. He needs to come work some summer camps uh, with me, man. <laughs> he needs is. some side money. Um, let me see. He has to be one of your best players per dollar in MLS right now. Pereira. Probably. Yeah. That's a crazy low salary. Uh Andrew Carlton, 85 or guaranteed
0: compensation of $97,000. That's a nice ch- yeah. chunk of chunk. Yeah. And his number has increased a little <laughs> bit every season. Yep. Um George Bello Guaranteed compensation of uh, seventy nine thousand dollars. Franco Escobar three hundred thousand dollars. So that means
2: Franco Escobar, regular
0: starters, making less than Pogba. I think yeah, he's get, undervalued. Yeah, it's a weird
2: one. There, yeah, because yeah, you get the idea that like a good starting kind of TAM player is in that like three hundred to five hundred K range, and yeah. Pogba certainly has not been that.
0: Um, Chris Gosselin, which we don't really see or hear about anymore, ninety thousand dollars. John Gallagher, uh around seventy thousand uh, dollars. Brad Guzan guaranteed compensation. Seventy four, seven hundred and forty thousand dollars.
1: I think. Right. I think
2: when you consider what Tim Howard is making, I oh, yeah. think you'll you'll take Big that. Time. Tim Howard's making like five million. Yeah, that is
3: the worst. Is that the worst contract in the league? Alec can. Yes. Yeah.
2: Guess how much Alec can's making? He's, I wish I had his job. No, one hundred. Cra- yeah, yeah. And he was one that was good making. Good for him, man. Uh, he was one is that was making. Uh, oh yeah. Hmm. One hundred thousand and uh, eight dollars. He was also on Pereira type uh, salary when he first started with Atlanta
3: United. If you can be good enough to make a professional league. But bad enough to never play. <laughs> bad, bad. That is the greatest job. All the money, have. none of the blame. Like the I credit. always say, I always say like backup quarterback in the NFL is the greatest job in the. Or maybe not backup. Third string quarterback is like the greatest job in the NFL because you're still making like five hundred.
2: I think games. if we get zero on Alec can one se- second before you go deeper down the list, Eric. I think. Uh, an underrated thing people aren't talking about and, and he's a backup goalkeeper so why would but you But he's be? A, he's a really competent he, backup he, goalkeeper he and he was not Maybe the most he was the not league. viewed as that when he came to Atlanta Their no. the inaugural season I remember, spent, remember the conversations where oh Brad Guzan might have to fight for his job here yeah but when he came because well,
0: he played you're so talking, well
3: above like he played oh yeah, he played freakishly great. well until Guzan got here, so that did create, you know, just because and, fans were loyal to Kane. You Cam. also have
2: to be realistic. I mean, he comes to Atlanta. He had, had made seven appearances with uh, Sporting Kansas City the year before, but before that, you're talking about a guy that was loaned out to a USL team almost every single season, hadn't made a ton of appearances. So he was not even a considered a, uh, I think, reliable number 2 within MLS when he first signed with Atlanta United, and he has definitely established himself as that, and certainly that salary indicates that. So cool local story. That Alec uh, is able to kind of build build his career up into a legitimate backup uh, goalkeeper at the professional level, which yeah. is which is great. Here from zone six to cater
3: just yeah. like me and Joe. At-
0: at- I'm telling you, Atlanta pays pays their depth. Uh Jose Hernandez, who we've seen. Oh, that's once, a yeah, one hundred and forty thousand dollars.
2: Greatest yeah. job ever. <laughs> oh my god. Kevin Kratz. It's like seventy thousand per minute, MLS minute. Yeah, two hundred and twenty two
0: thousand thousand dollars. Uh Jeff Linowit Lorenowitz. 210,000, which means Kevin Kratz is getting paid more than Jeff Lerwinowitz. Kevin Kratz, have we seen him yet on the field? We have, have he's we? I mean, injured. Kevin he's Kratz,
3: been, Kratz to be fair, has
2: contributed a few goals. You know, Parkhurst was one that, sh- what, 300K? Uh, yeah, I'm still working. Okay. Working well, down the well, list. Well, we'll just go down the list. Okay. Go down the <laughs> list. Justin Merrim,
0: $678,000. That seems like a. Steep price for a, for a depth guy, but again, when you're
2: and you know, it helps that he's been in MLS for a little bit, so we can point to his yeah. previous contract where he got paid a lot, uh, and, and say, Look, I'm worth at least this much.
0: Uh, Darlington Nagby, and I can understand now that I've seen some of these other numbers, I can understand why he, he's a little upset because right now, Justin Miram is guaranteed more than Darlington
2: Nagby $665,000. I think it's about market value for him, but obviously, like you said, Eric, when you look around, <laughs> but that's true for all sports, when right? You look around.
0: I <laughs> mean, if I were to look at Justin Miram's, if I'm Nagby, and I would look at Justin Miriam's paycheck, and I would be, I'm, I'd look at him, and be like, are you, are you kidding me? And I immediately go to my agent. And, well, and I fair, I would have made the same complaint if he made, if he did complain in the preseason. I would have made the same freaking
3: complaints but atlanta united never sure. agreed to pay miriam that much initially that was you know that was columbus yeah salary you took on that's true but so i mean that's not i mean that's not like atlanta I'm united were like hey Darlington and nagby we're gonna pay this guy more than you
0: i know it's not that <laughs> i'm just saying if i'm nagby all right i want to see no, now plan.
3: you look at that and you're like oh, yeah. wait a minute Michael Parker's 300,000
2: mm. uh Dion Pereira, oh we already talked about him.
1: Uh, the Parker's
2: thing I think almost guarantees that he took a pay cut to stay in Atlanta yeah, Rame- because I think he's making more like on a, for another club I think he's 400 to 500k type pan, tam player. Remedi making
0: $300,000 Miles Robinson and I forgot that he was the first pick. Mm-hmm. Uh of the uh, 2017 draft. 200 essentially two hundred two hundred thousand dollars Good. and guarantee compensation.
2: Yeah, he's one that we he's, always... He's earning it, We always sure. talked about previous seasons, how he was making more than Gressel by virtue of being drafted higher. Yep. Now he's definitely earning every penny of that. Uh, Breck Shea, <laughs> making more than Miles Robinson, Two hundred. It's funny, $2? like right <laughs> when this list came out, everybody went, well, what is Breck Shea making? <laughs> no one has ever been so interested in Breck salary salary the last 24 hours. Um, man, I, I... Got Vasquez on there, 150K. Been just,
0: yeah, I should have been good enough just to be a depth guy, because, man, there's...
2: Yeah, I should have just making more money good. than me right now. Jeez! <laughs> only if I spent a few more hours, I could have totally been an MLS player. Right? Was it a
0: hundred? Uh, is it a hundred hours?
2: No, what is it? 100,000 100, 100, hours? A <laughs> hundred hours. You are so close, Eric. Yeah, was like, it by a couple hours. <laughs> it was like, I put in a solid 60 hours of training over my
3: 18 years We were talking of, about uh, these soccer. salaries earlier, and Josh was like, eight times, blah, blah, blah. That's like 4000 right? And it's like, uh, try yeah, 40000 That's the worst is I
2: had forcing me to start doing math, and that is always a disaster. So the good thing is that this isn't our money. Um, was not, that everybody on the list? That, all the important people. Yeah. There were a couple now that we've aired that, out how much money everyone is making on the team. How much do you make, Josh? Uh, I actually, they, they, those are confidential numbers TBD? and, uh, yeah, TBD. That's like, <laughs> I, that means like I haven't made any money. I'm, I mean, no, I, I mean, Jared I, Hills didn't
3: win the championship. Let's just say so. this. Oh, snap.
2: Yeah. I didn't win that state title. I'm not making Dion Pereira type of money. Let's
3: let's yeah, just put it I that way. I don't think either of us.
2: He's making the big bucks. I don't think any of us are making Dion Pereira
0: money right now. <laughs> Good for good for these guys, especially the young guys. Yeah. I
3: could make De'Aaron Pereira money for three years and never have to work again a day. Yeah, <laughs> this know me too. You know, I
2: always and I <laughs> I'm always for professional athletes getting paid more, getting paid as much as you can. Go get yours. It's a hard job. You're putting your body on the line. You know, so I do see good. these high salaries for you know guys like Miram or Pogba, and we can question you know, who who signed them and what the reasoning behind it is, but I don't hold it against them. Go get your go get your money. You're working your butt yeah. off. No, I'm not You're, mad at the players. Yeah. I'm just yeah. yeah. I just curious it's one of those things where we just kinda want to know
0: how it all worked out. And how mm-hmm. it all kind of came together to it's
3: I don't know. I feel like this though, looking at all these salaries and stuff like this, one thing is abundantly clear. MLS has a labor Nightmare on their hands here in terms of in terms of the CBA because the disparity is crazy. This CBA and then the players are going to fight back hard. Yeah, is it after this year or after next year? Regardless there's go- I, I, it's, it's it's I don't it's think we're, we're going to avoid this a strike. Off season, isn't I, I isn't don't I don't think I don't think we're avoiding a strike. Because I think, I think there's going to be a strike.
0: because the conversation on Gressel was yeah. af- no, no, him no, plain, plain. after him signing after the season,
3: yeah. right? Yeah. It'll be okay. decided, yeah,
0: or hopefully decided. I don't in the think season. it's going to
3: be decided cuz again, I think there is a especially Oh no. So so
0: Gressel the option is going to get picked up for sure. Right. And then after next season is when he would sign.
3: The contract after the CBA, right? Yeah, but he still needs to wait because, again, like.
0: Yeah, but. It, no, it would be. I mean, he would sign after the CBA, right, but the right. idea was that he was going to wait, that he, his option was definitely going to be
2: picked up
3: by yeah. United. Yeah, yeah, yeah and
2: he'll wait to see how
0: much yep. he can make. Yep. And, and that's the thing. Or, that's
3: not affected the option being picked up. As none of the, that's before yeah. the CBA. Again, that's, right, right that's, right.
2: that's something I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot in January. We might even be saying, is preseason going to start on time?
3: That's, again, because right. I, I really do think that, you know, especially with, you know, looking at the way that some other labor negotiations have gone in other sports. I think this is the first time, because of the success of the league, because it is—I don't remember when the last time they negotiated this was, but I can guarantee you that the league is way more popular now Mm -hmm. than it was then. And the players are going to use that to their advantage. They're like, well, we're the ones making the league popular, so we want more concessions. I just feel like this is going to be a pretty bitter— because, because they are just, just, justifiably be asking for think, yeah. a large. It just increase. depends.
0: Yeah, depends on how much they're asking. So if they're but asking,
3: owners never want to give any increase. Right, and I think
2: and I the the think the players one. are going to ask for a lot because of the improvements in the league that you've alluded to, Sam. The idea is always to ask for a lot and then kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. So I think that that it, obviously debate
0: is going to be where, where in that middle. Do they meet? I think there's a minimum standard that these players are looking for, and I think the big one right now is just the the uh, the minimum salary.
2: Yeah, for they, develop, I, the developmental player I, contract yeah, is, is. I think an they want.
0: I think they want everything to be essentially everything to be about a hundred thousand. That they want that to be the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, this league. And so that's where that's where kind of the conversation starts, hmm. and that's it's really all about the money, the stability of the of 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 players in the league, um, and and taking away the kind of financial burden of of. Of taking essentially a pay cut from what could be a, a normal job at more money for a lot of these depth players.
3: I think there's a lot of cheap cheap owners in this league, and I think that's what's going to ultimately cause a a. I don't think there's cheap as you think. I
0: think there are cheap owners, but I, I think it's those are the very minor. They're minor. They're like one or two or three at most.
3: I don't know, dude. I mean, you look at some of the DPS on some teams compared to other teams. No,
0: sure. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> discounting that. But that may be. Less of a we're cheap like Robert Kraft. That's not a that's a cheap thing.
3: Great point on the chat here too. So many hundreds of millions of dollars coming in from expansion fees too recently. Mm-hmm. Where's that money going? Do I the bit, players. My thing is my thing is
0: for a lot of these teams they're still not
2: above the red line. So
3: that's fair. Yeah. Absolutely you
0: got to keep the league afloat somehow. But, so, and, and
2: they'll say that you need to show us some of the love that is generated from these top teams. And they, would, that way we love, can improve our product. Absolutely. I'm not saying they shouldn't get paid. I'm not saying so, that. So more revenue sharing is what you're... Saying. Well, that's one of the issues. I mean, that's going to be addressed. I hope they open the books. They're never gonna. They're, they're, no I way. hope. I mean, I they, know they, they themselves don't even know the rules. So I
0: hope <laughs> capital, so I won't. hope they open the books. That's the only thing I wish I'd get out of this CBA. But I don't even know if that's a thing that they talk about in the CBA, but it, right. it, they it don't would, even know the it rules. Would, but it would help. No it would help. Rules. It would help the players open the books. That way, they knew what was coming in, what was going out. They had more. Oh, understanding of hundred They're just to the, do the, Yeah, I know. They had more <laughs> understanding of of the not only the process but actual the the. The money being, oh, and apparently it's ten thousand
3: hours to
2: be an
0: expert. Ten like thousand, hundred. That's 000.
3: like asking any president Me in the middle, to get their right? tax So you are return. a lot closer than we
2: thought, Eric. You were much, much closer. so close. All thanks, right, thanks, uh, Patrick, for that clarification.
0: Any final thoughts before we, uh, before we wrap up?
2: No, I mean, uh, I'm I'm excited to watch. Like I said, I'm uh I'm I'm excited for tomorrow's match. Uh, I'm excited to watch Andrew Carlton and like you guys kind of recapped it, very it, well. The starting eleven, assuming it's the same, is a great mix of young and old. And I'm, is I'm it too looking to forward. get a press pass. I know that uh, we'll have a couple of our uh, Dirty South boys up there covering the match. Trying to think.
3: I don't Maybe think it would be, because to... how, how could it be? They, yeah, they just found right. us out.
0: I'm trying to think. I leave work at 5. I can make it. Eric going to
3: slide in there, huh? I can make it. I'll call Chris. Um, I'll be watching the game from Sam? bowling alley. I'm going bowling tomorrow. What in the world? Oh, at Franco on Twitter. You're going to watch <laughs> the game from like on your phone? Um, I'm about to take my laptop. I don't know. Just they got going bowling during the game. Wow. When you wonder you who the think, true man? fans. You when you, when you oh, wonder who the date.
0: true fans. What kind of, what kind of date there's no, is Go ahead. Talk about There's no excuse. What, this is US Open Cup. Yeah, that's we
3: what We take I'm this
2: saying. seriously. You tell your date that.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be like, sorry, baby. We can't go Wow, to... you're going to call her baby? Well, on the... I'm not going to drop oh. her name. Let me tell you, me you, you already
2: should not take this girl out on a date at all if you're going to call her baby within the first 30 seconds. Just, just, just
3: don't, you're already, you know, just okay. get out. That was just get a reflex. I was not going to say her name, so just, sorry. Oh, uh, a reflex. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, girl, that I'm taking on a date. We can't go on this date because I have to stay home and watch U.S. Open. Is this go. a, uh, is this a. Always works
0: for me. Is this a I'm going to let her win type of date? Aren't they all?
3: I mean, isn't it better for you to let your significant other win? Oh, significant other.
0: Oh, so this is so well, this is a established oh, thing, wow. isn't it?
3: That's not no, because right. that's not what I meant. I all right, you. wait till Let she hears you call right. her baby indiscriminately. Shut up. Next week, him. as we dig deeper in the life
0: of Sam. Yeah, more
3: Sam dating. <laughs> no, I never mind. I, I'm, I'm I'm abstaining from everything for the rest of my life. Uh, no more dating. No more sex. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> find us on uh, social media at uh, M O T S Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Eric
2: G Quintana. You can find me at Josh B Nine One
3: Four. You can find me at Baby 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 on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at Sam J Franco, please
0: follow us on Facebook. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel. We're at 250 subscribers.
3: Yeah, come to the subscribe. South and, Podcast and look, on YouTube. We, we have tried from the beginning to grow this thing, and uh, you know, thanks to the help of you know, somebody like SB Nation, all these people. I think that oh, we want
0: to do we want to brag on ourselves. I think we do. Uh, number that's why I brought was oh, it number 19? 19. 19th, highest ranked. SB Nation podcast. And think about that. Whether
2: that's MLB, yeah, any sport. NFL. Is it the highest ranked soccer one or is managing Madrid? Managing Madrid. The Real Madrid. Madrid, They're 18th. We're 19th. Yeah, so kudos to to y'all. So that's,
0: that's, we're tag
2: team with five strike finals. So just SB Nation, I mean, you've got. It's the Dirty South Soccer Network. That's Big time. So thank you all to all the listeners for. uh, Again,
0: like Sam said, that's football, baseball, basketball, any other sports. I mean, no, you you look at the list. Like anything SB Nation, anything SB Nation typically. A lot of them, like 90, 80% of them, have a podcast, and we're number 19 on that list. So. Shout
3: out to our uh, brethren, too, nice. over at uh, Talking Chop. Um, yeah, they're like number two. Their or podcast like that. is like number two or number three overall in the entire network. And hey, the really? Bre- Atlanta Atlanta Sports fans, People say Atlanta is a crappy sports town. Bleep you, okay? <laughs> if you say that, because look, I mean, we've got. You know, Look at our of, podcast numbers. Of, uh, no, but I mean that's that's big. That, that, shows, show, that shows you that got, got show passionate fans.
0: Absolutely nothing to do that response with his beef with Taylor Twelman.
3: All right. <laughs> until next time. See you later. I Lena. don't have beef with Taylor Twelman.